When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Weather outside is weather. Whether the NFL should consider moving these games this weekend. Look at that. And the revenge outside is revenge. And yes, Tim, the Cowboys outside are the Cowboys. We got wild card weekend. Inside. Cowboys are inside. And news of the moment, Alabama, Kalen DeBoer. Let's go around that horn. This is just an impossibly awesome week. This is it. We, we've reached the top. Up to the moment, Kalen DeBoer negotiating a contract to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. Mark Schleyball, Chris Lowe on the report for ESPN. DeBoer, meteoric rise. University of Sioux Falls to Fresno State to Washington to Alabama. Wow. I'm going to ask you how to replace Saban. It's certainly a football question and an economic question, but I want your football answer, Mina Kimes, around the horn to you. Besides maybe being sore from a fan perspective, you dub. How does the born Alabama land for you? Well, I think the fan perspective is actually a good way to look at this. Um, you can kind of judge the decision by how Washington fans feel today, which is devastated. I am one of them because DeBoer was unbelievable uh, for the program. Uh, things that stand out to me, the speed with which he turned it around, of course, going 25-3 and three as a head coach, resuscitating Michael Penix's career, the quarterback he brought with him, the fact that so many players came back to Washington this season to play for him, to try to win a championship ultimately falling short beginning there all of that I think speaks to his talents as a program builder the culture the leadership aspects of it and as far as the football goes it's interesting he has a very calm almost steely demeanor that stands in stark contrast to who he is as a coach which is modern aggressive forward thinking I think this is a home run hire for Alabama uh, and as a Huskies fan I'm totally miserable today <laughs> Tim Callishaw uh, from the Alabama perspective replacing a legend maybe the hardest thing to do in college football yeah how did they land this well I mean I think they did extremely well and taking again one other expected from the Texas game where Steve Sarkeesian is one of the most creative minds in college football you would you watch Washington's offense in that game you watch Washington's defensive front in that game that was a creative masterpiece uh, to get to win that game and get to the national championship and now he goes to Alabama I think the important thing when people are looking at this in a few years, is remember what Saban did at Alabama. It's now harder to do that. You, not only just two new teams coming into the SEC, you got to win three playoff games, and you might have to win four, depending on where you're seated. So nobody's going to have a record quite like Nick Saban's. David Dennis Jr., Kalen DeBoer, Alabama. How does it land for you? 
I, I want to start with the one of the questions you asked is how do you replace Saban? You don't. Six championships in 17 years. That's never going to be uh, uh, replicated. But DeBoer is a good start, and a lot of that starts with how he elevates an offense. And that is, you know, one of the gifts that he brings, that innovative offense that he has. You could talk about, you know, yes, a lot of uh, his success coincided with Penix and how great Penix was, but you can look at the way that he crafted that offense, the way he drew up plays, the way he came with stuff. He raised the ceiling of Penix Definitely, and whoever you know, they're going to have offensively in that quarterback going forward. He's going to be able to use that acumen to do just that and recruit even better players because they're going to see what he does for them, what he does for their draft stock going forward. This is a home run for everybody uh, across the board. Bill Rowe is coming back for Alabama. There have been some players in the transfer portal. Most recently, wide receiver Bond today, and then an hour later, the news about the great offensive mind coming. It's very interesting, Pablo. As we turn to you here. Every coach in America was on the list here for this job. And whether it was Lanning yes. and, and he stays in Oregon or whether it's Sarkeesian, Kiffin, you know, go on and on and on. How did Alabama do with DeBoer? Well, they got the guy who is 3-0 against Dan Lanning, the hire that I think lots of Alabama fans would have understood and accepted. So check on that just interpersonal front. The guy also beat Steve Car- Sarkeesian, no problem. Also good news there. But there's another name here that I want to just warn Mina about, right? Because the guy who works directly for Kalen DeBoer is, of course, Ryan Grubb, their superstar offensive coordinator. And that is the guy who got offered the job of OC at Alabama by Nick Saban last year. Mm. And so here he is now possibly joining the guy that he has such a deep bond with. This is a guy that they go back to Sioux Falls, Tony. They go back to Sioux Falls together, working really closely. So do they get that guy, too, further destabilizing Washington, further getting the thing that was on a wish list even before Nick Saban left? So I asked the question. Now the whore just came. So we're going to be really in gut check, five words or fewer answer, Mina Kimes. Can Alabama still be Alabama that they were with Nick Saban with the new coach? Now that we know it's DeBoer, your answer to that question. Yes, I think so. Four words. David Dennis already said no. So you don't think you can still get to that level, David Dennis? You said that earlier that before. Level. We know your answer. Pablo Torre, please. No. Okay. No replacing him, capital H. We'll move on. We got news all week, and now we have big news in New England. Patriots hiring Gerard Mayo as head coach. So to take over for the legend and the greatest of all time, go Belichick. They select the former player, the rising coach. He's coached inside linebackers under Belichick the last five years. His first head coaching job ever, and he's now the youngest in the NFL at 37. It is not Mike Vrabel, which many dots were being connected, and certainly by someone on this show, Tim Kalisha, that that would be the hire. TC, now that you hear it's the Patriots promotion of Gerard Mayo, how does that land for you? Well, I, you know, I think I was saying that if they don't go – they don't go in house. They will. They will go to. Uh, they will go to. Vrabel. I don't think I you said that. I don't think I hear that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. The other day. Well, I mean, maybe you didn't hear it. Maybe, maybe you weren't listening. <laughs> but regardless, I, I mean, I think it's a good hire. I think it's smart to go with a young coach. But I think people need to back off and think. Well, Houston just hired a really good young coordinator, D'Amico Ryan's, and they're in the playoffs. This offense needs to be overhauled. And so the coordinator hire and the quarterback you find, all that still has to happen. David Dennis Jr. 
I, I want to start by acknowledging uh, what the Patriots uh, and Belichick did by baking this into Mayo's contract. This is something that you just do not see a lot of time for a prestigious job like this to go to a young black head coach who's unproven to get a job like this Patriots job. But I have to be honest. I'm a little worried for this brother in this, in this job going forward. We see what happens when you have um, throughout sports uh, and when you have black coaches taking on these sort of jobs with a lot of this prestige, especially in a place like New England, where they are known to not have the best reputation for how they treat their black athletes and black personnel. So beyond just the hire, we have to look at how he's going to be treated by the fans, by the media, and by other people, especially when you have these other coaches mm. who, you know, some folks say may be better hires, things like that's, that. And that's, especially I appreciate in, that in point. That's a secondary layer here, I guess, to the initial point. Replacing Bill Belichick with an unproved and coach David Dennis Jr. No, I think it's integral uh, to, to the layer here about him getting a fair shot. What we know is that black head coaches, if you win nine games, you're likely to get fired uh, as a white coach. You win six games. So this guy needs a fair shot. This team may not be that good for a little bit, and he needs a chance to prove that, you know, to get the shot that other players have. He needs to build this team up and have that chance, and I'm worried about him getting that shot. Duly noted. He has the job now, the, the, a, a job following Bill Belichick, Mina Kimes, and the decision made by Robert Kraft to keep it in-house, as they did, with an unproven coach. Yeah, well, as far as whether he's unproven, his bona fides, it's worth noting, and it's hard to sometimes assign responsibility, but while the Patriots' offense has been a train wreck, the defense has continued chugging along since 2019, first in yards per play, first in EPA per play. The position he coaches, inside linebacker, has been excellent in New England, their track record with players there. So that had to have played a role in this. Uh, but Tim hit, I think, what will determine whether David's point holds true, you know, how uh, long of this of Alicia has, what his tenure looks like, which is whether or not he can hit on offensive coordinator and quarterback the way they did in Houston. They have a high draft pick. They have a ton of cap space. So he will have resources to do so. They just need to do so successfully. Follow-up question for you, Mina, though. Are you surprised it is not Mike Vrabel with head coaching experience and not the promotion of, I mean, how often do you see a, a linebacker's coach get promoted yeah. all the way up to head coach? In a way, I'm surprised because when, when the Vrabel news came out, the, I, I assumed like a lot of people that would factor into this. But in another way, I'm not surprised. The New England Patriots have their own way of doing things. They have a very distinct culture. So for any team, they would be the one to do something like this. Pablo Torre. He's also going to be a different type of father figure, though. Not just a young, maybe cooler dad, but a guy who likes to relate to players directly. Read what's coming out of that locker room, Tony. Belichick was one way this dude likes to get buy-in from the employees around him, who, among whom he used to play. And so that, that seems like a positive trend line. But to me, the bigger picture question, of course, also this front office, right? Who's going to be running? Who's going to be making these picks? The leadership that Belichick represented has yet to be replaced it's on that. A similar question, though, I would argue it's different in the pros than in college. Can, can New England still be New England without Bill Belichick there? But there are still many hires to be made for the Patriots staff as we go forward. Now, finally, the games. Wild card weekend. Dolphins at Kansas City. Let's go. We love our weather games. Ice Bowl, Freezer Bowl, or an NFL Films lore. This is going to be the Cryo Chamber Bowl. You see that pet temperature and that wind chill, minus 30. What will that do to the gameplay? Mahomes in passing, Tua in passing. Maybe you think Miami's run game is better suited for that. Maybe you throw everything out because it's going to be that much an effect on the game. Maybe there's a conversation for you that this game should not be played, not just for the players, but the fans in minus 30 temperature. 
NFL hasn't really suggested anything with that. Schefter reporting the league is monitoring weather in all games. Mina, will Saturday night be about weather, about Miami's injuries, about something else? Yeah, I think more than the weather, it's the avalanche of injuries that are going to impact this game. There's this term in the NFL called cluster injuries, which is when you suffer a bunch of them at the same position. Unfortunately, that is what has happened to Miami down not just their top two edge rushers, but their third edge rushers, so much so that they're bringing in Justin Houston and older players. I don't know how they're going to pressure Patrick Mahomes, and as much as this Chiefs offense has struggled, if you can't even pressure Patrick Mahomes, you don't have a chance. Cluster flux of issues there. Pablo Torre, I go for you for cluster flux. Uh, please, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just say, if you're trying to avoid any sort of uh, profanity being screamed on the part of the Chiefs sideline, I think Travis Kelsey needs to show up, Tony. I know that injuries and the defense, of course, of the Chiefs, the defense of the Chiefs is excellent, but Travis Kelsey has been a missing body for so much of this season. He is the guy that Patrick Mahomes turns to when these games really matter. Will that guy be there would be the question I'm on. David Dennis Jr.? Yeah, it's about the weather and the reason that the Miami Dolphins are playing in cold weather is because partially because they keep losing to playoff teams on the road by an average of 26 points uh, this season. They played playoff teams in the road. But this weather stuff is, is you know, a big deal. Mike McDaniel, 0 for 3 and weather under 40 degrees. Tua, 0 for 4 and weather under 45 degrees. And weather under 70 degrees, by the way. Tua, 6 for 13. This weather thing is a big deal, and I think that's going to be the determining factor in this and game. Tim Kalashaw. I'll simplify it for you. The second hardest thing in the NFL is tackling Tyreek Hill. The hardest thing is tackling Tyreek Hill when it's 30 below. You're not going to be able to move around. I don't care if they throw him 20 screen passes. He'll get Whoa. down the field. Miami will win the game. Whoa, okay. Dolphins All right. I'll game. take it in the subarctic temperature here. Wait, so for you in a cold weather game, having somebody like Tyreek Hill is the big game changer because that doesn't. It also helps if Ryan Mostert plays, and then they've got the better running Tim's got Miami. Mina Kimes, make a pick. I've got the Chiefs. David Dennis Jr.? I got the Chiefs. Pablo Torre. Kansas City. Rest of Wild Card Weekend. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from above the Heineken River Deck. 
Rams at Lions is delicious. Stafford's first game back in Detroit. Goff's revenge game versus Los Angeles. So I'm looking for who's got the football edge. I'm looking for who's got the emotional edge. I want it all, Mina. Who's got the edge? <laughs> I'm going to go uh, with the Rams for both. I saw Aaron Donald praising Jared Goff and how far he's come, and I thought, oh, he is going to sack that man when I heard that. But it's, it's really about the Rams' offense, which has just been lights out. Uh, when Stafford, Kyron Williams, Nakua, and Cup all play, they've been the best offense in football, first in EPA per play, first in yards per play, and they match up well with a Lions secondary that cannot cover wide receivers, allowing the highest QBR to the position in the entire league. Wow, so you like the matchup in favor of L.A. here, and you're picking the Rams in this game, it sounds like. Tim Callis, who's got the edge? I like golf with the emotional edge. I mean, he's the one that was humiliated in the trade, and now he gets to play at home against, uh, against Stafford. And, and the fact that the Lions haven't had a home playoff game since the 90s, that's a little bit of a fan's edge. They need all that because the Rams are the hotter team right now. Mm-hmm. Playing it close to the best with your pick. I see how you do it. David Dennis Jr., how about you? <laughs> The edge is in quarterbacking is, is Matt Stafford right now, especially against that Detroit Lions defense allowed the fourth most yards, sixth most uh, passing touchdowns in the league this season. Uh, is, and Stafford, of course, is on fire right now. Seven and one that Rams team in the last eight games, of course. But it's really what he's been doing, the play action. 21 for 25 uh, and 307 yards in the last few games out of play action against that Lions squad. I think I'm taking Stafford. I'm taking the Rams. Mm. Pablo Torre, how much stock do you put in emotional edge and Detroit having this home game for the playoffs for the first time in 30 years? The fact that it's Jared Goff makes me think that something might happen because of that emotional edge, Tony. I can only imagine what it's like when your high school reunion or your ex-girlfriend's wedding reception is also a playoff game. This is what it must be like to be the guy who got dumped, who now gets to host everybody and is saying, hey, by the way, um, you underestimated how good I am. So, yes, Jared Goff, who said the chip on his shoulder will, quote, never leave. This is your time, man. Show me what you got. Just yeah, high school. Not many ex-girlfriends at the uh, high school reunion, by the way, Pablo. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, well let, let me get a pick here from Tim Kalashaw first because he was close to the vest. And, and who you got? No, I, I think the Lions will win, but I, but I recognize the Rams are 7-1. And, and Pablo Torre? I'm taking Detroit. Mm-hmm. Sam Laporta practice today for the Lions. It still might be a game-time decision. Big brace on the leg, but that's huge for Detroit, the touchdown-catching tight end. Packers-Cowboys next up for bids. Dallas a huge home favorite. Jordan Love has had a great run here, multiple touchdowns and no interceptions going. Can he keep that up against Dallas' defense? And then, of course, Dallas's recent playoff history. So, how much pressure is there on Dak Prescott? How much pressure is there on Mike McCarthy? How much pressure is there on Tim Kalashaw? Come Sunday. Tim, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, and how much pressure you know, is there on a team that's a seven-point favorite? I wouldn't say they're a huge favorite by any means. Green Bay is not the easiest team to beat. Both these teams are 7-3 and three over their last 10 games. There's a lot of pressure on Dak. There's twice as much pressure on Mike McCarthy. They've been 12-5 three years in a row. It's all laid out for them to at least get to the NFC Championship game. That's what Cowboy fans are counting. David Dennis Jr.? Uh, that's tremendous pressure on the Cowboys. They lose this game. It's one of the, going to be one of the worst losses in that 28-year drought that they have had. Uh, 37 points 
uh, per game at home against uh, a, you know, a Packers team that has allowed the fifth most QBR in the league. This offense really uh, should be able to handle that Packers defense, especially uh, you know, even despite the fact that Packers defense is fifth in, in red zone. I think the Cowboys should put up enough points to win this Pablo game. Pablo Torre? Yes, the Cowboys have the defense, and they're not just the only team, Tony, in the NFL to be undefeated at home this year. They've won 16 straight. They're averaging 37 points at home. Dak Prescott averages 73% completion at home this season. If they lose, it is a choke job. Yeah. No question. Mm -hmm. the Mina Kimes? I'll go with Mike McCarthy here being under pressure because, as my colleagues have said, they should win this game. They match up really well with Green Bay on offense. All the things that the Cowboys are good at, the Packers struggle at, defending the middle of the field, worst in the NFL. Defending against slants, worst in the NFL. Defending against early down passes, worst in the NFL. I, I could go on. The way, only way I see this being screwed up is if Mike McCarthy makes some grievous errors. Tim Kalisha, you seem braced here. Everyone else thinks this is, you know, Dallas has got this game easy. You seem braced for impact. I think it'll be a they'll they'll cover the spread by this much. They're gonna win 30 to 21 <laughs> if you need to know. A lot the of final. pressure on you on, on Tim Kalisha exactly. as well, though. Let's not forget that. If Mike McCarthy were to lose, is Tim Kalisha writing a column Sunday night saying it's time for Bill Belichick? Are you not, Tim? That's it's not gonna be Jerry's had a powerful head coach before. He's not interested in that. <laughs> Pablo Torre, Mina Kai, showdown next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Browns, Texans, when they met in week 16, Cleveland won by two scores. But of course, C.J. Stroud did not play. So Mina, on Saturday afternoon, do you trust the Browns' D? The Texans O, Stroud, or playoff Joe Flacco? Stroud's been fantastic. He's my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but I'm going with the Browns' defense, which has been excellent in man coverage. And as good as Stroud has been, he's actually been a bottom-five quarterback against man coverage. All right. Mm, good stat. Pablo Torre? I don't care about that statistic, Tony. <laughs> I've watched C.J. Stroud turn in not just the great rookie season of this season, but the greatest of all time, I believe. He is one win away from solidifying that take, making it a lot less hot. Give me C.J. Stroud. Greatest rookie quarterback <laughs> year in NFL history? What is the current That's right. greatest rookie quarterback year? Probably Marino. Mm -hmm. Probably. Herbert has a lot of records. But I'll take C.J. Stroud. Showdown two, Steelers at Bills. Buffalo is a huge favorite. It's the other weather game this week. 
26 degrees, but the wind could be up to 50 miles per hour. Lake effect snow is in play, which means could be light, could be a foot or 16 inches. If these things happen right in the moment, Pablo. So anything's possible. Volatile weather, volatile Josh Allen, volatile Steelers. What rules Sunday? The fact that the Bills outscored their opponents by 140 points this season and the Steelers got outscored by 20. Give me the team that's actually good. Mm -hmm. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Kimes. Yeah, I was leading Buffalo. The T.J. Watt injury puts it over the top. With him, they have the highest pressure rate in the NFL. Without him, they have a ranking that would be 24th. I'm a little bit worried for fans in Kansas City because it's going to be minus 30 wind show. I'm excited for seeing a foot of snow in Buffalo. And they love sitting out in that. Pablo Torre, take the FaceTime. On Pablo Torre, I find out this week we investigated the story of New College of Florida, which you might wonder, is a sports story, question mark? Well, it is because Ron DeSantis and his cronies installed 73 new baseball players to arrive at the school. There is one problem. There is no baseball field. Why are they doing this? They're trying to change the school demographically, ideologically, all of that. So I just want to shout out all of the students at New College who signed up for a college and not a front in the culture war. And I also hope that baseball team actually gets to play baseball sometime, because that sounds like it's terrible. Bob Latore finds out. Must listen to podcast. That's it for us. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We're on a 71 and a half hour break. See you Monday. Happy Hour.